Welcome to Biz Help For You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. There always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here is your host, Candy Messer. Hello, and welcome to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show, Creating a Business, One Brave at a Time, informative. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, a link is located under the episode directory on my Voice America page, as well as links for iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. If there are topics you'd find beneficial or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at abandp.com. Now, let's learn a little bit about our guest today. Donna Dubron develops relationships benefiting social, educational, civic, and community realms. Her strategic team-building experience has allowed for collaboration with notable leaders in creating esteemed events and achieving mutually beneficial goals. Her leadership creates an indelible ripple effect for positive change. She's been at the helm chairing professional and charitable events for organizations such as Pediatric Therapy Network, American Honda Motor Company, City of Torrance, and Torrance Unified School District. As president and CEO for the Torrance Area Chamber of Commerce, she has much success in revitalizing programs and securing financial vitality for organizations. Her key achievements include the establishments of many partnerships as well as developing task forces to better serve the community. Her keen ability to develop successful long-term relationships is evidenced by her 42-year marriage to Gary. They have three grown children and three grandchildren. So Donna, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Candy. Thank you for having me today. Well, it's an important topic to share because I believe a lot of entrepreneurs probably aren't aware of chamber membership and the benefits, and I knew I wasn't for sure when I started, and so I thought this would be a great topic to have today. Uh, So before we actually get into uh, the questions that I have for you, I would love for you just to tell me a little bit more about yourself and how you actually became involved in the Torrance Chamber. Sure, thank you. I was actually a second grade teacher and then followed up that by a high school counselor. My husband was transferred. He's also a high school teacher. He was transferred schools. And as we transferred, I said, you know, I'd like to do something a little bit different than I have been doing. And I saw a little ad in the local newspaper for an event planner with the Torrance Chamber of Commerce. And I thought, you know, I can plan an event. And like you said, I didn't know too much about what a chamber was until I would visit different chambers on vacations with my parents. And so I went in for an interview and um, was offered the position. And that's how it all began, really, was just a little ad in the local newspaper and... uh, wanting a different change in my life, and I'll be celebrating 21 years this year with the Chamber. Wow, that's fabulous, and I know we're definitely glad to have you leading it. I I definitely appreciate your leadership, but it's funny, when I first heard about the Chambers, I actually thought it was more like a visitor's bureau or something, too. I didn't realize what it was, and when I got a call about joining, I 
had no idea what it really was. So can you actually tell us really what a chamber is? Sure. And the easiest way I can explain it is just to kind of simplify it a little bit. And this goes back to when I was a high school activities director. So a chamber is similar to the ASB, the activities part of a high school. And when you're a student, you pay a fee to join ASB. And with this fee, you get a yearbook, you get um, to go to dances at either a uh, reduced fee or a no fee. You get into your football games and your other athletic events. And what the ASB does is it provides students with an opportunity to network and to build relationships with one another. Mm-hmm. And that is actually what a chamber does. So a chamber is a membership organization where we do, depending on the number of employees you have, we charge a fee for our organization, but we then offer different networking opportunities, different events for our members to go to, just like the high school did, in order for our members to network, and build those professional relationships with other business owners. So to me, Mm -hmm. in a nutshell, that's the easiest way I can explain it. Well, I was going to say that was a great analogy. I've never heard of it explained that way, but it makes perfect sense, you know, because I could totally relate to it then and say, oh, yeah, that's exactly what it does. So, (laughs) you know, then what would you say then that the goal of the local chamber really is? Really, there's... um, a couple of main goals, and really the the highlighting one is a chamber is there to further the interests of businesses. So again, we will do this through the different opportunities, through networking, and then the other key goal, and we'll talk about that probably a little bit later, is through advocacy. But that's really the goal of the chamber is to help businesses further their interest. Mm-hmm. And you would consider a business, even a sole proprietor, that's just a home-based business too. They don't have to have, you know, like a corporation or be a large company, right? This is open for small businesses too. Yes, most uh, chambers are really made up of a large number of small businesses, and you're exactly right. Those can be the single proprietor up to what, you know, there's different figures with what a small business is considered. In our chamber, we really consider a small business 100 employees or less, but a lot of a lot of chambers do have those one or two-member businesses that are part of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's good to know what is considered small business for you, too. I'd say that I'm a micro business. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, I know that the Torrance Chamber is set up as a nonprofit organization. I actually didn't know that at first either when I joined. So, are all chambers set up this way? All, all chambers are nonprofit organizations. 
What we are actually titled is a 501c6, which is a trade organization. So we're a little bit different to where, um, say, for instance, if you had an event and a person wanted to write something off, um, whether it be uh, uh, an auction item or something like that, they could not do that to the 501c6 organization. Many, many chambers have also established a 501c3, and they'll run their foundations through that. So that's another avenue for um, chambers also. Uh, for instance, the Torrance Chamber has had a 501c3 since 1982. So many chambers um, have incorporated those, but all chambers are nonprofit trade associations. Okay, interesting fact. Like I said, there's so many things I learned after I had joined because I just had some misconceptions. So that's why I thought today would be a good topic just to even discuss what the chambers really are and answer some of those questions. But um, how do you. chamber members, you know, how, who determines who can be a member, really? What is that determination? What is the description of a member, I guess? A member is anybody that has a business license. So mm. if you, if a company, if a sole proprietor has a business license, they are all eligible to be a chamber member. Mm. Okay. So, so if someone, though, just what I thought of as you mentioned that, though, if someone works for like a multi-level type company or something like Juice Plus or Tupperware or, you know, whatever the facial things are, you know, they don't themselves have a business license generally, right? Do, do they operate under like that parent company or do they still have to have their own for their city as well? That's a great question. They'll, they'll operate underneath the parent company. Okay. Thanks for that's clarifying. That's a great that. question. Uh, so, but that's your determination then basically as long as they have a business license in the city they're operating. Correct. Okay. Perfect. So then how would business owners find out about their local chambers and which one might be right for them? There are chambers, you know, just about every city or an adjoining city does have a chamber of commerce. And, you know, you can Google, uh, say, for instance, does a particular city have a chamber of commerce? And if it doesn't, for the most part, they will sometimes link you or say, no, but this city does, or link you to a nearby city that does. But just about every single city has one. So either Google or another good option would be to call City Hall. The majority of the time, the City Halls and the Chamber of Commerces all have very good working relationships. And we, in that working relationship, will be able to refer each other um, what do I want to say? Each other's interests to each other. <laughs> that makes mm -hmm. sense. I understand what if you're saying. If somebody mm -hmm. wanted to, to call the chamber about the the city or what does the city offer, we would know who to refer individuals to to the city, and the same way with the the city to the chamber. Mm -hmm. Like if someone but were to open a avenue. business. Yeah, I was going to say, if someone were to open a business, though, and they're not sure, like, what business license do I need, or do I need a health permit or something, and they were calling you, you could refer them to the proper department in the city. 
You bet. And um, in addition to that, a lot of the chambers have for counseling. So that is uh, another option where those even exploring um, whether to join a chamber or how to make a business plan or something. Uh, most chambers do have that or will refer to score counseling. So that's mm-hmm. another option. And those are usually like at El Camino Small um, Business Development Center. Uh, they, they can refer to chamber too. So there's a lot of different options about finding out about chambers. Right. Well, I do have to say a quick story about how I even joined the Torrance Chamber, too, is I actually had a call from somebody in the chamber. I guess it might have been a membership drive or something inviting me to join. And I was like, but I'm not in the city of Torrance. And uh, they said, that's okay. You don't have to be in that actual city. You can be in a surrounding area, too. And I didn't know that either. So is that a rule that all the chambers have, too? It can really be you don't even have to be in that particular city. Correct. We're set up as, uh, for our chamber, we're set up as Torrance Area Chamber of Commerce. So we have businesses in 40 different cities that are members of ours. In the Mm. surrounding communities, I know that those communities also have members that are outside of their city. So, you know, um, chambers have different uh, things that they do. And when somebody is interested in joining a chamber, they can shop around and go in and, and speak to maybe the president and CEO or the membership director and you know, have maybe a set of questions that they would like to ask and just kind of, I'll say, interview the chamber to find out which chamber might be more beneficial to their businesses because chambers are all different Mm -hmm. and that might be a, a a good option for a business. Well, that's good to know, too. I think, like I said, I was already, you know, in business and you guys just happened to give me a call. And then I found out about the reason I actually joined originally was a couple of the subgroups that were discussed. And I was like, ooh, like, that's interesting. I could be part of that group or that group. And again, I didn't know much about networking and mixers and and that type of thing. But when I got the call and it just said, hey, we have this, you know, at the time it was 40 under 40 and there was the professional roundtable financial services. I was like, oh, those are great for me. That's right where I fit. So I was actually glad to have that call. I didn't know those types of things even existed, but just to know that business owners who have questions can call you and actually sit down and talk to someone in the chamber and say, hey, tell me about it. Is this a good fit for me? I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's a lot of options. <laughs> yep. Well, and as we're overwhelmed when we're looking for opportunities to, you know, network, like I said, when I first started my business, I didn't know there were even leads clubs or, you know, again, I thought Chambers was like a visitor bureau or something. <laughs> I didn't really know what it was. So <laughs> I think, again, that's kind of why I wanted to have this discussion uh, today, too, just to kind of explain what it is. I think with a lot going on, we might have some new business owners emerging and they're not going to be aware of everything. So thanks for uh, yeah. the time. 
So actually, believe it or not, it is time to take a break. So when we come back, we're going to continue to chat with Donna about the benefits of chamber membership. You're listening to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer on Voice America Internet Radio. We'll be right back after this brief commercial break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses, such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. Call us today. Have peace of mind tonight. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Biz Help For You. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email to media at abandp.com. That's media at abandp.com. Now, back to Biz Help For You. Welcome back to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. In the last segment, Donna Dupron told us about her background and how she got involved in working with the Chamber, as well as some facts about Chamber membership. Now, let's continue our discussion. So, Donna, what are some of the benefits a member receives from joining the Chamber? There's actually several benefits that a Chamber member does receive, and I will go over some of those. Um, One of them is they are able to make business contacts. They can also receive chamber newsletters that they're full of information, referrals and resources, um, up-to-date information from the California Chamber of Congress on legislative action that has been uh, taken. They're able to acquire customer referrals. So by attending different events or activities, and having the opportunity to meet one-on-one with different members, there's always that possibility of finding somebody that knows somebody that needs your business or just meeting um, face-to-face somebody for the uh, first time and explaining to them what you do. Those uh, valuable referrals are so important Being part of a chamber also brings credibility to your business. And what I mean by that is once you start 
retaining referrals and getting referrals and being involved in a chamber, whether it be on a committee and or, again, um, attending an event or really just staying in tune with what, what a chamber does, it brings the credibility to your business because people get to know you first as to who you are and then really the referrals come afterwards. And hand-in-hand with that is increasing your uh, visibility in the community because we all market within one another and spread good news about who's done um, well for us in customer service. So that visibility is so important. Uh, A chamber really provides a lot a myriad of networking opportunities. And those can be opportunities one-on-one in small groups and a little larger group. It also provides um, leadership opportunities. If you would, if a member would like to join and become, say, for instance, a program leader or a board member or an ambassador, so it even increases that visibility for your business just a little bit more. And it also provides, most importantly, a voice in government. Um, mm-hmm. I think, Candy, we talked about not knowing what a chamber did and maybe, you know, our thoughts of a visitor's bureau, which was, I think, uh, many years ago, but one of those is I don't think businesses to some extent really know the value of being a voice in government, and that is a big role of a chamber, is to be the voice of business, even though that business does not have to travel to Sacramento or Washington, D.C., or a local office the chamber actually does all of that. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the benefits of being a chamber member. Yeah, and you just started to touch on, you know, some of that reaching out to whether it's your local government, state government, federal government. I know we've seen a lot of things coming from, you know, the Torrance Chamber too, updating us on legislation all the time, not just what's currently happening. But Basically, how is it that these chambers are actually giving the feedback to the state governments require, you know, on in regards to this, the pending legislation or like the impact that the passage would have on businesses? Is it a function that the chambers do kind of on their own or kind of do they band together to present their support or opposition as a unit? Like, how does that even work? Yeah, that's a great question. So each chamber individually has what they call a government affairs program. And some are big and some are little, yet all of those are very powerful. And individually, there are larger local organizations that chambers can join. For instance, there are 17 chambers in the South Bay. All are part of what they call the South Bay Association of Chambers of Commerce. And from there, if chambers are really um, passionate about um, advocacy and want to do a little bit more, there is a regional organization called BizFed, 
LA Business Federation that they can join. And then even after that, um, most chambers are part of the California Chamber of Commerce. And then nationally, we have the United States Federal of, uh, United States Chamber of Commerce. And all of those organizations all advocate on behalf of business owners. Mm-hmm. And even if a business owner, like I said before, uh, does not know too much, say, for instance, minimum wage was a big issue three or four years ago, all of the chambers get together, they research, they advise the legislators on what would be best for business. And through that, chambers actually interview their chamber members to find out specifically what they want, or they will also use the governmental affairs program to offer insight. So there's a lot of different avenues that chambers have accessible to them to provide advocacy for their members. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great benefit as well, because as a business owner, we're so busy just trying to operate our business and k- keeping track of even all the legislation that comes out is, you know, difficult. So that's what I appreciate, too, is that the chamber will send us an email. Here's some legislation that came out. Here's what we're doing, whether we support or oppose, you know, and you actually explain that to us. And then I know you've sent out surveys asking us, you know, our input on things and, you know, how pro or con if it's going to affect our business. So I've appreciated that as well. Uh, but again, I don't know how it all works. <laughs> you know. But, um, so then how successful generally are the chambers when they're giving this feedback to the local and the state governments? So what happens, and I'll explain just a little bit about how it works. So if there is an issue, and usually what happens is the chamber um, president and CEOs will receive word in a very, uh, the avenues can be much different when we receive the word about some type of legislation that is being proposed. And we can review that to see if it's advantageous for a business or if it's a job killer, as we would say. And then we actually will begin working with our local legislators and voicing the opinion on behalf of our business owners to our local legislators. And then that's where the regional and the statewide and the federal organizations that we can join come into play because you have then more people and maybe a larger coalition of people um, either supporting or opposing a piece of legislation. Um, when our local legislators are very receptive to hearing businesses' opinions on local legislation or on statewide le- legislation, I should say, our local legislators here, and I'm, I'm talking about our assembly members, congressional reps, and our assembly members, they will actually host roundtables and invite 
business owners to come so they can hear firsthand what their opinions are on different pieces of legislation. And the feedback for local and state government is so valuable. I can't tell you how valuable um, it is. And when our members are able to say, go to Senator Ben Allen's office or Assemblymember Marasucci's office, they also feel that they are given the opportunity to speak up and to, you know, voice the opinion on behalf of business. So really, the feedback for our local legislature, legislators has been outstanding. Our, our um, legislators are very receptive to listening to um, chamber members. Mm-hmm. I think that's important, too, because I know a lot of times people who are in elected office haven't actually owned a business and they don't understand everything behind, you know, making sure you can make your payroll and covering all the taxes. And, you know, when this piece of legislation is passed, the impact is, you know, X, Y, Z. So having a voice to share that is really important. Yes, very much so, Candy. <laughs> so I know then the Torrance Chamber also has a variety of networking opportunities, including, you know, the mixers and the lunch meetings, as well as those smaller specialized groups. Like I mentioned, what attracted me in the first place. And I know we've got health and wellness and financial and education and different aspects of um, interests. So is that typical for most chambers or is that just something that our chamber also just happens to offer? A lot of chambers will do different committees if you look statewide and throughout the state of California. And, you know, it changes all the time, um, the different programs and the networking opportunities, because a chamber like a business always has to remain relevant. So Mm -hmm. a program that we might have done three years ago might not even be relevant now, and different chambers will look at different programs or events or, you know, affairs that are going on in the United States or the world, and they might um, schedule uh, an event or an activity or a program around those type of things. Um, Certainly after COVID-19, I foresee a lot of different focus groups, if you will, or programs or maybe virtual um, webinars um, that would be beneficial to members. But most definitely, chambers all have different event um, uh, committees or programs. We call ours programs because committees seems like it's a structured Mm -hmm. event and maybe a long event, but we call ours uh, programs and we are going to be adding some new programs and taking away a couple with the new fiscal year upon us too. Okay. And I guess this will be the final question before we go to break, because we only have a couple minutes left, but I was thrilled, of course, to participate in Leadership Torrance four years ago, where we got to learn about our city, our county and our state. Is this a program that's offered by many of the chambers? Yes, the leadership programs are really focused on developing effective leaders from across, in our, in our area, of course, the South Bay. Um, it provides opportunities to emerging leaders to take an active role 
in building a stronger community. And most chambers do have a leadership program. A lot of them are one to two years long. Most oh, of wow. them have a community, a community service project um, with them. But they're structured differently. Um, the Torrance Chambers has always been a, a six-month program that runs from January through June. I know that neighboring Redondo Beach is actually a two-year program. So hmm. it all depends on the different chambers and what body of a chamber, meaning is it a board member that runs it or a staff member that runs it or a volunteer group of those that graduated. So it really depends on um, the structure of the program as to how long they have them, but you're absolutely correct. Most, most chambers do have them. Okay. Well, it's definitely a great opportunity for someone to participate in that leadership too, and just really learn about the city, the county, again, in the state and how things work, especially if you haven't really been exposed to that before. So that was a fun, fun program. And I made some good friends from there too. And actually a couple ended up becoming yeah. clients, but you know, you get to really know people and their families and everything through that too, which I think is helpful. But uh, here we are. It's another break time. So when we come back, we're going to hear more from Donna Dupron on the benefits of chamber membership. So we'll be right back after this brief commercial break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses, such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. Call us today. Have peace of mind tonight. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Biz Help For You. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email to media at abnp.com. That's media at abandp.com. Now, back to Biz Help For You. Welcome back to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. Today, I'm chatting with Donna Dubron of the Torrance Chamber of Commerce. Let's find out a bit more information from her on the benefits of being that chamber member. Uh, so the first question that I have for you after this break then is, what does the board of directors do compared to the president and the CEO? 
That's a great question. The Board of Directors is the policy body of the Chamber of Commerce. Each chamber board is similar, yet they are also different. A board member must continually keep up to date, and they must be prepared to offer insight and input at board meetings. They must always remember that when they are on the board, they are representing the chamber at all times. Mm. Board members must always be familiar with the mission of the chamber and take part in activities that support businesses. Board members are, because we are a nonprofit organization, board members are elected. And in the case of the Torrance Chamber, we have 30 board members that are elected to serve a three-year term. Hmm. If it is um, agreed to by the board member as well as the current chairman of the board and the CEO, that board member could also serve an additional three years. But at the end of six years, they do term off the board. Generally speaking, most board members do stay on for the complete um, six-year period of time. The the president and CEO of the chamber, we are the key representative advocate for business owners and employers in the community. Despite differences, all chamber directors work to promote and strengthen their communities by building prosperity through a healthy economy and a strong business sector. The... President and CEO hires staff and runs the day-to-day operation of the chamber. Mm. Okay. So those are that in the nutshell is really the difference. Well, I appreciate knowing that too because again, I wasn't always sure what the difference was. Uh, so thank you for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. So again, I know the Torrance Chamber puts on many special events, such as the lunch with our leader, state of education, state of the city, the recognition of our first responders, women in business, and you know more. I know there's so many events we usually have outside of you know COVID-19 affecting us this year. Um, but can you explain how these events help the business owners who attend? Yes, by attending by attending an event. A business owner actually has the opportunity, number one, I will say it's an educational opportunity. So I'm going to use the example of State of the State, and that's where Torrance Mayor Pat Fury, and again, I'm using this example because most chambers do a State of the City um, event. So our members in Torrance would have the opportunity to listen to Mayor Pat Fury. And what he would do at this event is to actually recap the year before, but he would also then apply foresight as to what is coming up in the city of Torrance. So those attending the event are provided an educational opportunity to, number one, learn, to, number two, listen to mayor um, in charge of your city. And then you also have 
the opportunity to network with those that are at your table. And if you do come to the event early or stay later, you have the opportunity to network with other business owners. Additionally, there is always the opportunity for sponsorship of the event, and that would give increased exposure to your event through marketing from the podium and the announcement of, of a business sponsorship. In addition to that, chambers usually welcome volunteers to assist at their events. And through the Torrance Chamber, we use our ambassadors, which are volunteer members, to stand at the door and actually welcome guests or to help check in guests, to help set the tables and things like that. So, you know, events provide a lot of different opportunities for business owners. Mm -hmm. Exposure education, marketing, there's just a, a myriad of things that they provide. Okay. Well, then I also see times that local chambers collaborate with each other to host combined events. So how does attendance at those really work? Like, do you have to be a member of that's one a, of the other chambers or like, you know? Yeah, that's a good question. The A lot of our chambers get together and have large events. And what we want to do with those regional events is to create more of a networking opportunity, more of an educational opportunity, or a marketing opportunity. As far as attendance, say, for instance, um, Palos Verdes Chamber is hosting an event. They usually do the holiday um, mixer. And they invite all 16 chambers to attend, members in all 16 chambers. You just have to be a chamber member in one chamber to be able to go to that event. So Mm. if you're a member of the Torrance Chamber, we actually will help network, or not network, will help market that event in advance. And usually the PV Chamber will take in the reservations and you just call and say, I'm a member of the Torrance Chamber. I'd like to attend your event. And, and that's all it is to it uh, for those regional events that we do together. Mm. Okay. Cause I do know there's a few I've participated in. I know there's a regional mixer in the summer and I know, like you said, the mixer in the fall or, you know, around the holidays. And I just wasn't sure again, like how that even came about and how the membership or attendance policy sometimes was allowed. Um, so is mm-hmm. there generally a maximum number of events that you can attend as a guest before you have to become a member, or does it really just depend on the type of event? For our chamber, what has happened is because we do so many different events and so many different programs, you do have to be a member to attend an event at a member rate. If you're attending a program, and we have six programs, if you're attending a program, you do have to be a chamber member in order to attend one of those monthly programs. We decided 
years ago that for our larger event, if it is a uh, an event that we feel that there would be a large number of non-chamber members in attendance, we established a non-member rate. Because what we found is a lot of the events that we do are strictly um, designed for the marketing, for the networking, for the advocacy. And we wanted to make sure that our members received all they could from going to those events. But Mm -hmm. we also realize and value non-members because if they do attend one of those events, they might just say, hey, this is a really good organization. I would like to join, you know, your chamber. So we Mm -hmm. established that non-member rate so we could actually allow uh, non-members to attend our events as well. Mm-hmm. Which I think that's great too, because I mean, some of the ones even attract people that aren't even necessarily business owners, like, you know, when we're honoring our first responders or things like that, often people want to come that aren't even business owners, but they really want to be able to be there. So I think that's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so are all chambers members of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, or is it up to individual business owners to join, if you can even join as an individual? I don't even know if individual businesses can join the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, but how does that work? We actually, the Torrance Chamber is a member of the United States Chamber of Commerce. We're also a member of the California Chamber of Commerce. And when you ask your question about, um, you know, about the United States Chamber, I'll go back to everything that has been going on with COVID-19. The United States Chamber and the California Chamber has really been both a value for local chambers. They have provided educational webinars. They've provided podcasts. They have provided resources. And one of the things that I've learned is the United States Chamber has, because it's the United States Chamber, has so many resources available to them. And I started putting out in our local e-blast newsletters information from the United States Chamber. And Mm -hmm. some of that information is complementary to the California Chamber of Commerce, and some of it is more U.S.-based. And a lot of it, I found, was when all of the reopenings of businesses were happening. Mm -hmm. So it's valuable for a chamber to be a part of both organizations. And to answer your question, businesses can join. Um, I would would suggest the United States Chamber is, is a fantastic organization, but if you're in California, it would probably be more advantageous to join the California Chamber of Commerce mm-hmm. first and um, see how that goes and then go to the United States Chamber of Commerce. Okay, so 
Then obviously, one of the questions I was going to have was if you had to choose one of the others, better to join the U.S. chamber or the local one? And I think you just mentioned that. And I think especially in California, because our laws are often more stringent, it's good to actually be up to date with what's happening here instead of if something comes out on the U.S. Chamber of Commerce about, for instance, minimum wage or something, a federal minimum wage is totally different than it is here. So thank you for touching on that too. So how would a business owner find their closest chamber? Then I think you'd said earlier you know, they could probably just look around in their city, but what's the easiest way for them to find? I, I actually think to to Google. So if, say, for instance, if you're in uh, Torrance, Torrance Chamber of Commerce, um, mm-hmm. Redondo, Redondo Chamber, you know, LA Gateway, LA Gateway Chamber, um, I think Googling would probably be, I would say, number one. Number two would be probably calling their city. There are a lot of chambers that are regional chamber of commerce, meaning multiple cities. So for those, I would probably, uh, you know, call. I, I know um, in San Diego, you have the San Diego Regional Chamber. But even if you just typed in San Diego Chamber of Commerce, I'm sure they would, you know, come up. Mm-hmm. But I would uh, go that route first and then the city route uh, the second. Right. Okay. Well, and I know look, probably the last question, we only have about two minutes left. Uh, as we're coming out of this COVID-19, I assume that uh, the chambers are excited about getting their events up and running again. So uh, do you have a quick plan of what that's going to look like? I actually think I was on a call with LA County last week and We're not going to plan any events until January of Mm. 2021. All of our events will continue to be virtual. Okay. Well, that's good to know because I was wondering we'd had to cancel so many things. I didn't know if we were having them rescheduled in the fall or they were. So now I'll know we'll do virtual until next year. So (laughs) a new way of doing business, you know, but it's, you know, thankfully we have technology, right? So we're able to continue doing these things and having meetings and staying connected with people in the chamber. So it's been fabulous. But I do want to thank you, Donna, though, for being a part of my show today. I, I know listeners probably learned a lot from this topic. So thank you so much. Thank you, Candy. It was my pleasure. Well, I appreciate your time. And to the listeners, I hope you found this topic interesting and that it answered some questions about the opportunities provided through chamber membership. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to your local chamber office or you can send us a message at media at abmp.com and we'll try to find a connection for you. And would you please share our show information with those you know? I'd really appreciate your support. Next week's topic is reimagining your marketing approach. I hope you can join us for this presentation. And please remember you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is www.abandp.com. Links can be found on my Voice America page. Remember to tune in each Tuesday at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you can't join us for the live show, you can find the episode saved on the business channel on voiceamerica.com or find the podcast posted on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for listening to BizHelp for You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Have a terrific week.